Hey, everybody. Welcome. This is the Rotary E-Club of Silicon Valley. And every week we bring you the stories of people who work to make the lives of others better locally, globally, and digitally. Rotary E-Club of Silicon Valley is one of 36,000 Rotary Clubs around the world. There are 1.4 million Rotarians and Rotaractors who are working on all kinds of cool and interesting projects that we think can be inspiring in all sorts of ways. Our stories reach out to people who through their business or through their organizations or through their, their insight and implementation, have made something interesting happen. And today, we have some rotary history with us. And, and I am very, very excited for us to welcome Sylvia Whitlock. Sylvia was the first woman ever to be a Rotary Club president. This was as part of the Rotary Club of Duarte here in California. And this was in 1987. She she very kindly responded when I reached out to her about the possibility of speaking to us. And Sylvia, I'd like to hand the mic over to you and just tell you that it is an honor for us to have you here with us. Feel free to unmute and to and to give us give us your stories and wisdom. Thank you. I went to work in this little school district in Duarte. People say, how do you say Duarte? It's like D-W-A, Duarte. D-U-A-R-T-E, but it sounds like Duarte. And I went to work in this little school district. And you know what principals do? You go and you talk to the superintendent because you want to know what the community is like. Because you have their kids and you have to know what their kids need. So I went to talk to Richard Key. He was the superintendent to ask him about the community. And he said... You know, I have to worry about this community because we have a Rotary Club. Yeah, right. And Rotary is what? I had never heard of Rotary. What I knew about Rotary then could have been loosely written on the head of a pin. But you have to remember, this was way back in the 19, late 60s, early 70s. And I didn't know anything about Rotary. I knew about Kiwanis. You guys know what Kiwanis means? What does it mean? It oh, means waiting to get into Rotary. That's what the Kiwanian said. That's, I know, yeah. That's, that's what the Kiwanian told me. But I also knew about lawyers because, you know, they, they supplied me eyeglasses for kids in school. Today, today in the store, I met a lady who said, was talking about eyeglasses. She was handing out papers about eyeglasses. I said, Oh, they used to supply glasses to the kids in school. They still do. And I knew about lions. I knew about lions. I knew about elks. You know, elks will wear those interesting hats. You want a lion? That's great. Anyway, but I knew that in my school district, you know, there was a problem with Rotary. I was told about it. And Dick said, you know, this is a little bedroom community in the San Gabriel. Biggest business we had in that district, in that community, was the City of Hope Cancer Hospital, a well-known cancer hospital, and of course, the school district. And of course, the club was struggling to raise membership. And Dick thought, you know, I have a journalist who is female, I have principals who are female, I have executives who are female, and at that time... Rotary was recruiting executive-type people, leadership, people in leadership in their businesses. Oh, and so it said, why can't I invite these women? So he went to the district governor and asked if he could invite women. 
and explained his, himself. And the governor said, you know, I agree with you, Dick, but I tell you what, you go ahead and invite them. When you invite them and you send their names into international events, make sure you just use their initials so nobody will know it's worried. See, now that didn't pass the four-way test, did it? It didn't pass the four-way test. But Dick thought, okay, I'll do that. And so he invited the women in and he enrolled them with their initials. And of course, everything went along swimmingly. And then the club got ready to celebrate its 25th anniversary. So you know what happens. All the big wigs from Evanston come to, to attend the anniversary. They come to celebrate those milestones with their members. And so they came to Duarte and everything was just going swimmingly. And then Dick introduced the women members. And the representative said, Members? We don't have women in Broadway. And somebody said, this club does. Here they are. And they introduced them. Well, you could tell, you could cut the consternation with a knife. So those representatives went back to Evanston and they reported the Duarte Club for thinking they had women members. Well, you know how long it takes a male to go across these days? It probably took it 10 minutes to come from Evanston back to Duarte. And they said three things they want us to remember. Women are not allowed in Number one. Number two, you need to ask the women to leave. Number three, if they don't leave, you have to stop calling yourself a rotary. Just like that. Well, the club took a vote and decided it not ask women to leave. And Bill Brooks, who was one of our members at the time, said, that's okay. We don't have to call ourselves Rotary Club. We'll just call ourselves X Rotary Club of Duarte. And we put a big X over the Rotary pin. Gee, I used to have it here to show you. Put a big X over the Rotary, little Rotary pin, and we renamed ourselves the X Rotary Club of Duarte. Well, we were the laughing. We think it's funny. The, we were the X Rotary Club of Duarte for 11 years. 11 years. Well, we decided we would appeal to the council on legislation. And we, the council was meeting that year in Tokyo because we tried to appeal to the board to, for them to get women. And we were told the board couldn't, wouldn't listen to people who were not members. But the council on legislation would. So we appealed to the council on legislation which was meeting that year in Tokyo. Well, it was an interesting situation, however. Because when the issue came up for consideration, it wasn't whether women should be members of Rotary. The issue that came up was, did the Rotary Club of Duarte violate Rotary's bylaws by inviting women? Well, hey, everybody knew we had. The answer was clear, and I was cast to a vote that resulted in women not being allowed at that time was 1,234. <laughs> well, there were 34 delegates at the, CO, at the COL who believed that women should be in Rotary. And guess what? I met one of them on a train in Calgary when the Rotary Convention was in Calgary. I was riding on a train on my way to the convention center, and I was sitting across from a man and his wife, 
And they were all tagged. And you know how we used to wear tags on the street. We don't do it anymore. They were all tagged, as was I. And so we were reading each other's tags. And the gentleman said, Rotary Club of Duarte, isn't that the club that invited women? I said, yeah, and here we are. I was really excited about it. You know, maybe I'm a little too excited. And he said, I voted to have women. He said, I was at the Sea and I voted to have women in, in Rotary because I always thought they should be there. And his wife, who had been sitting really quietly next to him, said, well, I didn't think so then, and I don't think so now. And I thought, did I say something? Did I do something? Did I go on wrong? I couldn't imagine what had happened. Well, there were a lot of women at that time who didn't want their husbands going to go. She said, we don't want our husbands going to go with meetings at night and meeting with women and who knows what. <laughs> okay, so it's the men's problem there. They're not trustworthy. So we can't invite women there because they might entice them. Well, there's a little, little bit of information, little known bit of information. In the 1950s, uh, Detroit had put an item on the uh, CRL to change the bylaws about women. And of course, it was defeated. You know how that process was. It was defeated and published the press. But even more interesting, the first Rotary Constitution did not specify that Rotarians had to be men, just persons, it said, of good character. But, but that was a time when there were few women in the work. And because men were the ones engaging in fellowship and business activities, the pilot was just involved. Men are of good character. If I could ask Paul Harris a question today, would you have intentionally you know, I went to the Paul Harvard exhibit. If you've been to Evanston and you go into the headquarters, there's a Paul Harris room in there with a life-size image of Paul Harris. And I walked in there and I took his hand and I said, would you have intentionally excluded women from Rotary? They didn't say not a word. So, well, Jack Davis, who was the president of Rotary when all this was going on, said the unity of Rotary International was jeopardized by the unilateral of the Duarte Club. So what did they do? They sent a delegation to Duarte, and they asked us to surrender our charter. They said, you may not be a Rotary Club, and you don't want to ask women to leave, so you don't, you're not, no longer charged. We had to give up our charter. They brought our coffee shop a ticket. So, of course, we don't have a charter now, but we have an X over the Rotary icon, and we are now the ex-Rotary Club of Dwarney. And we just kept on doing what Rotarians did, except we didn't have international service because we didn't have the vehicle. But we took care of the community, we took care of the schools, we took care of people who needed help in the community. We took, we did everything that Rotarians usually do. And from a neighboring club, a Rotarian, whose name was Sanford Smith, said, you know what, I bet you we can take this case to court, the woman admitted. And, and I mean, we're, happy, we're going happily along because we're doing what we want to do. So we gave notice to Rotary that we were going to take it to California, was in California, and Rotary petitioned that it be heard in federal court. The reason for that was that they said, not all members of the board of directors are Californians. But you see, what had really happened was 
there had been a precedent in federal where a New York club had been seeking exclusionary rights for private club membership. Federal court, taking note of that, that was a possible, a positive reaction, said the case needs to be heard in a California court. Federal court said no, they wouldn't hear it. Had to be heard in a California court. And of course, it was first heard by the California Superior Court. You keep track of all these courts. There are a lot of them. The California Superior Court. And right away, they upheld Rotary's right to expel it. But we all sat up and talked on to notice because we thought this was going to be a crucial. That who would say no? You know, Rotary's voucher, service of ourselves. We thought extra women to do service. Who would say we don't want women? Well, the court said Rotary has a right to. And so we knew right away we would have to sit up and think. And what we did was make plans to appeal to the appellate court. And our attorney, you know, doing some work for the first time. We weren't paying him, so we didn't. Our attorney said, there's a law in New York, in California, just as there is in a lot of other states, that prohibits discrimination in public accommodation. And Rotary was considered a public accommodation because of its classification system. And also, at that time, 80% of the Rotarians had their dues paid by their employers. It wasn't a public accommodation. Well, he went to court with the it's a Jesse Unruh Act. He went back to the appellate court using the Unruh Act as his reference and appealed the Superior Court decision and immediately the appellate court overturned the Superior Court. And so we, we won that round. Well, that was a California court, right? The California appellate court. But now that decision is a comment. All California folks, and only California. So we moved on. And of course, before women changed, things changed really slowly in Rotary. And so I was coming into Rotary as president, and I was invited to Pets. And I was sent a postcard that said, please make sure you bring your coat and tie because director pictures will be there. <laughs> okay, I'll get my coat and tie. So at that meeting, in my coat and tie, I was the only woman, 209. No other woman in this, in this meeting, in this pets, that's president-elect training seminar. But the nicest thing about that proportion was that during restroom breaks, when we walked at no, what do you think? And I had that restroom all to myself, and there were long lines of men waiting outside the restroom. And I could just sashay past and go into the That was 40 years ago, I could sashay. There wasn't even one female speaker, but most of the men, probably all of the men, were cordial and friendly. They wanted to know how we had, what we were doing and how we were working on it. And at the section on Rotary International, I heard our incoming governor discussed the case, and he said, Rotary International will appeal to the United States Supreme Court. Guys, no SCOTUS? 
He said, Rodeway will appeal to the United States Supreme Court, and we have every reason to believe we will win. And he added, of course, in direct reference to the size of our club, the small size of our club. It's just a case of the mouse that roared. So I sat there taking curious notes. I went back to Duarte, and we had a new banner for the ex-Rotary Club of Duarte, and on the bottom it said, the mouth that roared. So, you know, we even had a mouth pin. I wish I had thought to bring all of them to it. Maybe I would. And I never thought that 1987, somebody would be appealing a case about women's membership in a service club to the Supreme Court of the United States. I was a teacher. I was a school principal. I was used to hearing the Supreme Court deal with Roe versus Wade, which has gone the way of our flesh, right? Roe versus Wade, that was the Supreme Court decision. Or Board of Education in Topeka, Kansas, that was a school discrimination. Okay. Membership in a service club? Why would they want to hear it? See, I wasn't very smart. I wasn't thinking about the civil rights aspect of that case. And that's what grabbed the Supreme Court, the civil rights aspect. Well, all right, I did appeal because there's one of their attorneys so prominent with it. They're forcing us to take everybody in. It's like a motel. That's how they talk. Well, all right, his argument was that the ruling violated their First Amendment. First Amendment right over to us. But the Supreme Court did take it. So on May the 4th, 1987, May this month, the court found that considering the size, purpose, selectivity, and exclusivity of Rotary's membership, the relationship among the club's members was not of the intimate or private variety which warrants First Amendment protection. That was it. Sergeant Dale Carter didn't vote. Because her husband was a whole parent, she had to go on there. But the unanimous court info and Justice Powell, who wrote the decision, he argued many of Rotary's activities, including their meetings, are conducted in the presence of strangers. And because women members would not prevent the club from carrying out its purposes, there was no violation of association. Furthermore, he said, and this was the heavy paragraph, furthermore, even if there were a slight encroachment on the rights of Rotarians to associate, that minimal infringement would be justified since it serves the state's compelling interest in ending sexual gender discrimination. And there it was. And the decision was now incumbent on USA clubs. And I was driving to work that morning. The decision was around, uh, announced on the East Coast in New York. And so three hours later, I'm driving to when the news came on, and I, I got so excited because it had only taken maybe four months for the, the for it to go through the court. And by the time I arrived at school, some 20 minutes later, I think all the media in the world were on my doorstep. You know, Mary Lou, who was the first woman invited with me and another one, Mary Lou and I were still in the district. We were invited to be interviewed by Warren Olney, who was a CBS News guy. He was interviewed for the networks. And Dr. Key said, you guys need to leave your school and come to the district office because we need to have school. And we can't have school with all the cameras rolling around and kids getting excited. So we went to the district office and we sat in the boardroom 
and with Warren Olney, and he asked a lot of questions. And he directed them at me because I was the incoming president. They knew that. And he asked, you know, many questions to which I gave studied and intelligent answers, I thought. Well, near the end of the interview, in fact, already on our feed, he asked how I got selected to be president. What do you guys say when they ask? Oh, I don't know. I must have missed the meeting. This smart lady, right? Sitting up there saying, oh, I don't know. I must have missed a meeting. Well, that was a careless and decidedly unstudied moment. And that evening, the story was on the top of the news. Some of you may remember. It was the top, the first item on the news, on all the networks, everywhere. And what do you think they played? He had maybe four hours of copy. What do you think they played? Oh, I don't know. I must have missed a meeting. And here's the world out there looking and saying, we waited 11 years to get this. This is what we're going to get when we get women in America. Well, I started to learn that I'm like a... And I knew I was going to have to adopt a more serious note. And of course, back at the club, we had to move our meeting place because we couldn't accommodate. I sent the visitors who really wanted to come and see what's going on. And this was my first year as incoming president, and we had a lot of things to work on. Like polio Plus. That was the beginning of Polio Plus. We know things happening. So the whole world was watching us. We had some interesting telephone calls. The only one that asked if the food were any better, now that there were women involved. To know we're eating the same rubber chicken everybody else eats. We're not cooking. <laughs> Somewhere decided they're less pleasant. We didn't get a welcome back from Rotary, but we did get a new due schedule, so we knew that they... And in 1989, following an impassioned speech by Frank Devlin, some of you may remember Frank Devlin, at the COL, the Council on Legislation for Women into. And that was it. There was a whole lot of other stuff, but I think you need the time now. So if you have any questions, I'll try and answer them. Wonderful, Sylvia. Thank you so much for, for your story and, and for your willingness to serve at, at such a at such a difficult time in Rotary. I mean, it was it was no small act of courage to to be willing to stand as president. I want to introduce the, the group that we've got. And so joining us from the Rotary Club of Eugene Metropolitan is my colleague and in finding speakers, Heather Edwards. Heather, always good to have you. Uh, and you know, from- Heather, Mary Lou Elliott lived in Eugene. She was one of the first women. She lived in Eugene, Oregon. She oh. left because she couldn't take the rain. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> Excellent. And joining us from Singapore, although normally in Florida or Ontario, is Chris Cochran of the uh, D- District 7040 Rotary Passport Club, uh, a member of the Placentia Rotary, Andre- Andrea Mosqueda, who is up in the Bay Area and, and will we'll soon be looking to move membership up here. And Andrea, it's such a pleasure to have you with us as well. From the Rotary Club, the Rotary E Club of Innovation in England, Andrew Jameson. Andrew, thank you so much for joining us. And then from our own club, our own paella master, Shags Chagrin, and 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 probably our our, our most tenured member of, of the group today, who moved from the Rotary E Club of the Southwest USA to the Rotary E Club of Silicon Valley about eight years ago. So with that, I'd like to open up the questions. The first, you spoke to a little bit kind of towards the end, but but Chris asked about about blowback that you received. You know, when when people understood that that the that the Duarte Club had had achieved this victory, 
and that, that you were going to be able to go forward. How did that go for you personally? I, I, I assume that there, there was a lot, of, a lot of both responses, shall I say. It's funny that you asked that because my son was probably about 16, 17 at the time that this happened. And of course, the newspaper was all coming and they came to my house to interview us. And he stepped out in barefooted. And I said, BG, you need to put some shoes on. And I said to the photographer, you're not taking a picture of his feet, are you? And he said, no. And the next day on the front of the Claremont Courier was BG barefooted. And we learned a lot of things that way. But how did it go for me? It was fine. We just kept on doing what we had been doing before. And there, there, there was, it was an almost imperceptible change. There was no line of demarcation of before Rotary and after Rotary, except that we could get into our international projects uh, once we became Rotary. Excellent. You know, and and we had to wear and we had to wear real. Well, very very cool. Um, your hand is up, Andrew. So if if you want to unmute and go ahead and ask your question. Yeah, uh, thanks for your presentation, and uh, thanks very much for very much for leading the way, so to speak. You know, I I wouldn't have transferred my membership of Rotaract in Woking many many years ago to my current Rotary Club of Woking District until, you know, they actually had the boat to allow women into each individual club because that, I think, I can't quite remember, but I think that's what had to happen in each club. And yes, you know, it, it has, it has made a difference in locally. You know, we've had several women presidents, you know, and, you know, and, and, and we got rid of the, the single gender aspect and that, I think it's vitally important to have you know both sexes in 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 a club. You know, we all we all have our own strengths, and, and we can all bring things to the party. So, all I'll just say is thank you. I don't think there's any particular question, but you can comment on it if you want. You know, it's it's really interesting what you say because it's all right. There was a time when men were doing all the work in the in the world. They were both the ones in business. They were the ones who were prominent in business, and the women were at home with the kids. But that changed over the years, except Rotary didn't change with it. Rotary was very slow to change that part. So that's what, that's what, you know, we were advocating for women because they were out there in the world and we wanted to join. I mean, I knew about United Way and, and you know, that money would come out of my paycheck and go into United Way. But as far as community service was concerned, that was what we were doing. We wanted to be out there with our hands in it, just the way women and men today work that's what we wanted that's what we got and what we still want it's a long time do you believe it took 11 years for us to do that went through three courts 11 years speaking of of the courts andrea asks after the the supreme court decision did you see a rise in uh, membership from folks who identify as people of color or other minority groups well, you know, one of the first questions I got after the decision was, now that you have women in Rotary, you're going to get blacks in Rotary? Yeah, <laughs> that was the question. And I said, actually, we killed those two birds with one stone. We got a black woman. <laughs> but with DEI and with all the things, it's not just women. We, we've, had, we've had LGBT people who have said, 
is it okay for us to be in Rotary? And how does Rotary feel about it? And all kinds of people who have different identification. And it's DEI says it's open to everyone who wants to see. And that's what we're doing. Wonderful, Sylvia. The one one question that that I think of when I think of my experience in in a, in a previous Rotary Club was that there was an issue of having a member who was acting in such a way as to make it uncomfortable for women in that club. And one of the difficult pieces of that was that it, the club and the district mostly just didn't want to deal with it. Right? They just kind of hoped the problem would go away. Yeah. How, do we, how do we better equip our members to be active in making Rotary a space that is comfortable for everybody. And you're right. A space that is comfortable for everyone. So today, uh, a final question for, for today. Y you've inspired us. Can you tell us about some of the Rotarians who have inspired you? Oh, a lo lot of special Rotarians have inspired me. A lot of past presidents, of course, in the, at the top is this, this Jennifer, Jennifer Jones. And by the way, when Jennifer was here last year for the Rose Parade, I took her to Duarte and showed her the building and showed her the room. I think some of you may have seen it on Facebook. I think she put it on a blog, on a little posting on Facebook. And I took her to show her where it all started, where it all happened. But Jennifer has been there. Roger Young may have said, Lot of interesting things. There are a lot of people in Rotary who have inspired me. That people I've met just dated. I have a great deal of respect for, and, and I'm looking towards Mike McNally, who is coming in, who is going to be a really good president from Scotland, and another whole string of women who are coming in after Jennifer and. I learned something everywhere I go. And I'm looking forward to going to Singapore again. And I've been to Singapore several times because I had, through Rotary, an exchange student came from Singapore and I went there and visited with her and learned not to drop people on the sidewalk or drop anything on the sidewalk that you can get hit for. And so on. So, a lot of people. A lot of people. But Jennifer stands out for me because I look at her this year and I think there must be 10 Jennifers. I don't know how she can be in all the places where she is this year. And she's doing a good job in making sure she touches base with all the rules. Wonderful. Well, I'll wind things down for the recording. And Sylvia, we will pass it back to you for the final word in just a moment. But all of you who have watched this recording, thank you for taking your time. To, to spend with us, with the Rotary E-Club of Silicon Valley. It is our goal to record programs that, that inspire us to see our own potential to be, to be difference makers in our communities and in the lives of others. We ask that you do a couple of things if you are on our page, on our SiliconValleyRotary.com page. And that is to scroll down a little, to let us know you were here through the attendance form. By doing so, you'll receive an email that will be uh, something you can pass along to your club secretary to make up a miss. If, if that, if like, if like shags, you're, you're working on 40 plus years of perfect attendance. 
And then a little farther down is our forum. And tell us what you thought of the program as well as the other elements of the meeting. It's one of the ways in an online and asynchronous club we, we have the chance to share ideas. If you are on our YouTube, uh, feel free to like this particular program and to and to to subscribe to our channel. We we believe that the stories we share are the kinds of things that will make your life better as well. As we always like to do, we hand it back to our speaker for the final word. Sylvia, thank you again for for the time you spent with us, and I invite you to to add the last thought for the recording. Two things I I would like to put in your heads, in your memory, in your action. A school I support in India, it's a Pace Piali Learning Center. It's in Piali, India. It's just outside of Kolkata. If you ever want to support a good place, we started the school probably 12 years ago in a little village that girls never knew anything about school. Now there are about 220 girls. The year that I was district governor, we raised $90,000 and built a four-story school in that little community. And last year, we graduated three girls who went to nursing school and came out professional midwives. And you believe it, from a little village where they didn't even know there was... And there's a fourth one who's here, up in San Luis Obispo, who's going to medical here. Okay, so that's one thing. The other thing that I want you to, wear, uh, to remember is to invite people to join you. Wear your pin all the time. I wear my pin. Wear your pin when you go home. If you know, I fly a lot. And if you ever want to attract somebody's attention with your pin, just drop it on the floor. Ever try to pick up anything off the floor in front of you on an airplane? Impossible. And while you're struggling to pick it up, that person who's sitting next to you, if they would make a good rotation, they might Can I help? What what are you trying to get? And you say, My rotary pin, and they say, Rotary, what's rotary? And you know those little blue cards that you hand out, what is only? Keep those all the time. A little elevator speech. And give it to him. Refer him to a rotary club, you know, and get your pin. So then when you go home at night, take off the pin and put it on your pajamas. Give me your pajamas. Put it on your pajamas. The person who is sleeping next to you is saying, Why are you wearing that on your pajamas? And you tell them how important rotary is. So you know what? Next morning at work, wherever, and near the coffee pot or the water pools, they'll say, you know what my wife did last night? Or you know what my husband did last night? They put the rotary pin on their pajamas. And that person will say, rotary? What's rotary? There's another opening. Another person to invite you. And that's how you keep the lake. And remember, Invite young people to, you want them to grow up in rotary, they can be rotaractors, say, talk about interactors, you can talk about interactors, but invite them to rotary so they know about it. Yeah. And thank you for asking me. It is our pleasure. We thank you and we thank all of you for watching. We'll see you next week.